Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a listener question that came through the DMs literally just on this topic. Before I dive into it though, this podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, which is my coaching program, the Glam Body Program. If you're after customized programming, nutrition, and mindset and education, then you can click the link in my bio on at Amy Louise Coaching and apply or shoot me through a DM. But to to dive into today's topic, maybe a disclaimer first, because as I was unpacking the question that came through, you'll, you'll hear me talk about it in a second, of course, I, I thought, you know what, some of this might seem pretty like abrupt, what I'm about to say, and pretty triggering. And I wanted to make sure I'm obviously meeting those who need to hear this where they're at, right? That's really, really important so that this doesn't just get like in this echo chamber of everyone agreeing. I obviously want the podcast to actually help create change in people, not for us to all just sit around in a big circle going, yeah, 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 that's great. And, you know, it actually not impacting anyone in a positive manner. So actually shout out if you do get anything from the podcast, if it has helped you in any way. I would really love if you do message either the podcast page fitandfree.podcast or Amy Louise Coaching and let me know. It can be a bit of a one-way street recording podcast because I don't know how they land unless you guys tell me and I would absolutely love to hear like, no, actually, you know, Aim, we're not all just sitting around agreeing already knowing this stuff and what you're saying has actually helped produce change. But a couple of disclaimers, right? So, my job as a coach is really a problem solver, okay? I'm not here to be your best friend in the sense of, and you know what, maybe I shouldn't say that's the wrong thing because sometimes best friends are amazingly constructively critical people who help us grow. So that's probably not what I'm looking for. But I, I'm not really here to be just sort of some yes person. You know, I'm here to objectively look at where you're at, where you want to be and solve your problems, like help you move from A to B, okay, in the most efficient manner possible. So that is number one. This answer to this question is going to be from the problem solving perspective, all right? Number two, obviously the work that I do is in relation to physique change and definitely part of the question was speaking about results. So putting those two things together, I'm going to use my expertise to solve this problem and help whoever is listening to move forward through this if you're uh, perhaps having this problem, right? So I just wanted to chuck that out there. Like, like I said, some of what I'm about to say might seem abrupt or harsh, but I'm in the 
I'm in the business of solving problems. Like that is what I do. That is my job. I get paid to solve people's problems. I get paid to make the path from A to B more efficient. The The, the last disclaimer is that you're not going to find any victim mindset in my podcast. I am real and I tell you, I talk you through even some of my triggers and my what I might say is areas that I need to progress in. I don't do that to gain sympathy. I do that to show you that even someone who is quote unquote, like seen as an expert in this field and who absolutely loves training also experiences challenges. That's totally normal. I am coming from a place of empowerment. It is really, really important that we cultivate a mindset of empowerment. The other, there's so many disclaimers now that they're coming out of my mouth, but the, the final one is that I say none of this to cause or create shame because shame lurks in the shadows and shame prevents us from achieving amazing things. So my job is to talk about all of this stuff, get it all out in the open from a non-judgmental place. None of this is coming from a place of judgment or shaming anyone, but it is coming from a place of extreme ownership, radical responsibility. And from a place of saying, I do not want to sit in a place of victimhood. I am in control of X, Y, Z, and I am going to empower myself to move forward. Okay. And again, if you're hearing any judgment or shaming in this, that is absolutely not my intention. And sometimes these topics can be quite triggering, But I do want to say, especially if this is the first podcast of mine that you have ever listened to, I am a woman of nuance. I am a woman who likes to unpack. I'm a woman who likes to, as objectively as I possibly can, look at my own behaviors, but also help my clients look as objectively as possible at their own behaviors and empower them to create ways to help them move forward because we don't want to be stuck and we don't want to be constantly blaming external circumstances for where we are because that is not what empowered women do. And I get it. It can be really, really challenging to move from a place of really looking to external circumstances to validate where we are But again, if you're listening to this, I know there is at least a part of you who wants to move forward and is going to be able to hear what I have to say about this topic. And I kind of set this up like a bit of doom and gloom, and it won't be that, I promise you. There's going to be definitely even just practical takeaways from this, but there is going to be a level of mindset work that is coming through this question as well. And again, I just wanted to reiterate, none of this is designed to you know, be black and white because I'm not black and white. I will quite proudly say I'm not black and white. I am very, very gray in the way that I think and the way that I speak. I'm happy with that. I think that that is the way that I work best and the way that I get the best results from my clients. I think black and white is simple. (laughs) But in this game of physique, when we're managing so many things we have to understand that this is going to look quite different for a lot of people. Okay. So are you guys ready to jump into this? I promise it's not going to be as potentially ominous as all of that sounded, but let's look at the DM that I got. So my friend shot me through a message and just for context, I'm 34. So I would, I'm, you know, mid thirties, but she wrote, you know, living in your thirties, life is changing a little bit. 
people are getting married, people having kids, priorities are changing. You know, how do we go about getting results where we're not going to be able to, you know, weigh every single meal, track every bit of cheese we have? <laughs> she did actually say cheese, so that's why I'm saying it. You know, we're, we're feeling quite frustrated and my girlfriends and I were all sitting around the table sort of saying, well, maybe we should just cut our carbs from Monday to Friday. And she just asked that I speak on this a little bit. And the reason why I jumped on this so quickly, or one of the reasons why is I think it's going to be super, super relatable for a lot of people. And I mean, not even those in our thirties, some people are in their early twenties with families and mortgages and plenty of responsibilities already. So, you know, you might look at myself, I I don't have kids and I am very, very grateful and blessed to be working for myself, you know, from home, very extremely, extremely privileged situation. So we need to, I need to, I need to be honest and frank about that. Um, Yes, you know, I have a mortgage and I pay all my own bills. I live on my own, all those sorts of things. But just acknowledging too that I think this can also extend to those in their 20s who, you know, they may be at school, they may be working part-time, they may have kids and they may already have a mortgage. So, you know, we've got huge, huge spectrum for the woman who's listening. And and I do want to try and make this for as many women as possible. Uh, and sorry, this can, of course, extend into people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, right? I think I think the age limit for listeners to this podcast is, um, finishes about like maybe the 60, (laughs) the 60 age group. And I don't think anyone's really younger than 20. So if I zoom out from this question, which is how I like to start everything, like let's backtrack, right? What I believe I am hearing is this, I do want to be leaner or at the very least maintain my physique result. But I think from the way the question was worded that, you know, I do want to be leaner. That's typically what a lot of women do tend to mean when they say that they want to see results. Um, I would like to assume that it's, I just want to get jacked as fuck, but I don't think that's so common just yet. I think that that is um, a bit more of a niche who I definitely work with and I love working with. <laughs> but I think I'm going to make some assumptions about this question, okay? And and I'm going to read into this. Perhaps the, the, the women speaking wanted to be a bit leaner and the reason why I've made that assumption, one of them is about like the cutting carbs Monday to Friday. That's making me think that the person or the, the group of women want to be a bit leaner. But like I'm fucking busy. I have heaps of shit to do. Maybe I have a family. Family. Maybe I'm working 12 hour days. Maybe I'm trying to build my own business. And there's many of things that I could read into that. You know, tracking my food um, is absolutely not something that I want to do. It To me, it feels like it's going to take up a lot of time. Um, and I want to get a physique result, but then, you know, hours in the gym, like I said, prioritizing food and meal timing and those sorts of things that feels maybe overwhelming to me, or I don't enjoy it, or I don't want to do it. Okay. So that is what I'm going to assume. And and when I zoom out from this question, that's how I'm taking it. Um, Again, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I've missed something or whatever, absolutely dive into my DMs and we can continue to discuss this. I can also do a Zoom live in my Facebook group, Building Bodies and Muscle We Love with Amy Louise. If you want to jump in there, there's a cheeky plug. If you want to jump in that group, I do go live most weeks now uh, in a big Zoom like conference style setting where we can discuss these topics. But what I'm seeing when I zoom out 
is basically two opposing thoughts that are causing significant frustration. And this thought process is something that I do a lot for myself. I spoke in the last podcast actually about like the thought, the um, processes and systems I use on my own when I'm dealing with these kinds of issues. But well, not but, but here I am doing this again. So the two opposing thoughts are, you know, I want to get lean. I want this physique result. And yet there, I can see all these barriers in front of me that are are preventing me from getting the result. Right. And then those two things are butting up their heads together and causing such significant frustration that these women are leaning towards something as drastic as cutting out carbs. And I don't want to seem, I I don't want to seem sarcastic. I don't want to even put that thought in your mind, but like, you know, carbs are our body's preferred fuel source. And to be going to that extent, to be considering that for five days of the week, I'm reading some frustration and exasperation and potentially overwhelm. Like this is a little bit too hard. I'm reading that into the sentence. So yes, I've had to make a lot of assumptions and I just wanted to chuck them all out on the table so you can see my thought process and why I'm answering this this topic the way I am, okay? So like I said before, there are going to be some hard truths that I'm going to discuss as we go through this podcast. There's also going to be some really, you know, simple, practical takeaway tips on how to manage this. But I'm basically going to talk first about, we're going to talk about priorities and goal setting, goal setting and what happens where, when we do have these frustrations or competing priorities, we're going to talk about options for physique results that don't include tracking macros and those kinds of things. We're going to look at some myths and I want to talk about carbs here. And I want to talk about age, quote unquote, making fat loss harder as some myths. And um, I think that that will give us quite a well-rounded discussion and way to move forward, because what I want you to come away from this podcast with is a way to move forward. And like I said, this might be quite challenging, but I'm not here to keep you stuck. I'm not here to keep you where you are. I'm here to give you that push to move forward. And I absolutely hope you can't hear my dog screaming. This is what podcast life is like. (laughs) Screaming, barking. I think of her as a human. So when she does things, I often refer to her in human language. She's barking. Maybe I should pause this for a second. Okay, we're back. She's barking. It is what it is. So first of all, let's talk about priorities and making goal-based decisions and what happens when we want something, but other things are taking their place. Okay. So clean slate. If I had any one of these women sitting around the table with me, I'd be like, yo, are you in a place where you're ready to move forward? Like talk to me about this issue and are you really, really looking for some answers right now? And are we actually looking for creating some change? And I imagine most of them would be like, yeah, you know, I'm really frustrated. I'm overwhelmed. And I, I absolutely do not, not do not know what to do. So I'd say, all right, you know, and I'd ask for what, well, what do they want? Like, what would the, what, what do results mean to them? What would moving forward look like? And I would also get them to list out some of the obstacles getting in the way. And again, I can't do this because I'm on a podcast just looking at myself on a screen, basically. <laughs> but this is this is the process that we would go through. So what we would figure out is what is the person's priority? And this is what I want you to do if you're listening. Like, what is your ultimate priority? And it could be it could be building my business. It could be literally keeping a roof over my head, right? We're talking 
we're talking these kind of grassroots priorities. And I imagine for this group of women, the priority is not going to be, yes, I have a lot of time and free time and whatever to put towards my physique goals. Okay. With that (laughs) needs to come an element of acceptance. And this is something that is looked at in um, acceptance and commitment therapy, ACT, which is an amazing resource, um, a framework to use when we're looking at having competing interests. And it can be really, really challenging to do to actually say, look, we've been focusing on all of our obstacles, which is kind of we're missing the forest for the trees. We have to take a step back and we have to actually accept what our priority is because we might want a result. We might want a physique result. We might want to look like someone we idolized, right? But we have to acknowledge that Yes, there's going to be a segment of the population who has amazing genetics and does jack shit and they're able to maintain their physiques. And yes, there is going to be a segment of the population that is probably just doing drugs and hardly eating and maybe they look like you want to look. But if we're going to do this in a healthy and intelligent manner, it's going to take some time and effort. And for whatever reason, if we are not in a position to or we aren't willing to do the things that need to be done, we need to accept it. And this was on the last podcast, I was saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not prepared to work 80 hours a week and I need to accept the consequences of that, which, you know, of course they're not bad, but I'm, I'm just saying, and this I think is a great example of me taking like the morality and the judgment out of it. You can hear my voice There's absolutely no judgment to myself for not wanting to work 80 hours a week. Like I don't care for it. Um, you can, that's fine, but I have to accept the consequences of not wanting to do that. Right. And it's just the same with our physique results. We just have to be very, very honest with ourselves, with like what bandwidth can I put in to achieving a physique result? And if that is well down the pecking order, we're like, we have to just accept that. And coming from a place of acceptance actually takes a weight off our shoulders. You can do it with a lot of things, right? In any area where you're experiencing extreme frustration, what have you not accepted? Ah, this is fun work, isn't it? <laughs> okay, we've got to be willing to look in the mirror and just be honest. Again, we don't need to judge ourselves at all, but ask ourselves like, what are we resisting accepting? Because when we're resisting accepting something, this is where it brings a whole lot of frustration. Okay, so number one. So if we have figured out that actually, yes, putting in, you know, I don't know how long, but time and effort into our physique is actually down the totem pole at this point in our lives for whatever reason, whether we, it's just because we don't want to or because we don't have time, quote unquote, don't have time or something else is having to be prioritized. Like for example, you know, having very young kids are trying to start a business or working, you know, eight till six in the city and having huge amounts of travel time. Um, those kinds of things I can see that it could be really challenging at different points in time. So that first one was really sitting down, very, very honest just with yourself, with no judgment, just asking yourself, what is your priorities in life in general? And then what am I not accepting? <laughs> and working through to accept that, okay? The next part is 
all right, so just say we do want a physique result, but yes, in terms of how important that is and how much we're willing to put our time and effort towards prioritizing it, just say it's down the totem pole. You know, it's sixth or seventh on the list of all the things that are really important for us right now. What are our options for physique results that are low impact, basically, like low intervention? So we're looking at things, for example, in the DM, not weighing, not weighing all of the grated cheese, okay? So I've got here in my notes, what, what options do we have for physique results that don't include macro tracking? And what results can we expect so this is a huge, huge topic, and I do want to try and keep this as clear and concise as possible. But yes, absolutely, we can achieve amazing things without tracking our food. Number one, however, we are going to need to have some level of education. And again, this is going to require some time and effort on our part. And again, a lot of this is just acknowledging that, man, if we could just get click our fingers and get the results we want we would all be doing that. And if we look around, a lot of people don't potentially look the way we want to look. And I'm keeping it to looks because yes, this is what I do. I coach physique, right? If it was simple, we would all be walking around with six pack abs. Okay. So we have to appreciate that whilst it's simple on paper to execute in the way we're, we're living right now can be quite complex, Okay. Not to mention there's so much information, things can get really confusing. For example, we end up thinking we need to cut carbs. Okay. So yes, I have women who are fucking rock stars at their job with very young children and are single. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to chuck it out there and, and over 40, the women that I'm thinking about are all over 40. So I just want to chuck it out there that there are women who are achieving amazing things physique wise, who are in ridiculous positions with work, with time dedicated to their family, with even extracurricular activities. Did I just say that? (laughs) Doing lots of other things, right, that are important to them. You know, spending time seeing psychologists and doing their own internal work, there's a whole, you know, traveling, there's a whole lot happening. And sometimes we do put limits on ourselves because we've never stretched and reached further. But I think if we come with a can-do attitude, and I'm, again, not saying no one is, but if we come with the like what's possible rather than this is all too hard, I think if we put ourselves in the like, well, well, what can I do? Like what can I do rather than, again, this is all too hard, we can achieve amazing things. But so how do we how can we get great results without for example tracking macros so number one there is going to be an element of education and there is going to be a little bit of upfront time and effort put into it but for example i've created growth phase and shred phase courses so not to toot my own horn but those are two resources they're only six weeks long they have a wealth of information in there about how to get physique results. It's not a coaching process. It's literally education courses to help with these issues. So women can jump in and learn all of the stuff without having to waste their time sorting it out. And it's not just my course. There are plenty others, um, plenty of other free information as well online that you can look to. But again, I guess if you don't know where you're, where you're looking, it can take a little bit of time. So yep, putting my hand up again, if you wanted to jump into any of these courses, but if we understand, okay, what is what are like food basics for health and physique? 
more to training basics for health and physique, we understand the parameters that we can work within to still get amazing results. And when we know those parameters, we know how much flexibility we can, we have. This is where we don't need to jump to, well, I'll just do the most drastic thing ever and cut out all my carbohydrates, right? Or fuck, if I don't wake up at five o'clock every morning and train or run, then I'm not going to get results. So I may as well just do none of it. Okay. When we actually understand the principles behind training and nutrition, we understand that there's actually a lot of room for flexibility and a lot of options. So if I was to look at training and, you know, options for amazing physique results, it's really like something like, you know, as little as three days of training per week and 45 minutes, again, this podcast is typically for women who like to build muscle mass or at least maintain their muscle mass. Those That kind of training regime, consistently doing three days a week of about 45 minutes each time would be enough to produce some results that people are really, really happy with. Now that, if you're listening, some of you might be nodding your head going, yep, I, I know that. Maybe that is you. Some of you will be like, what the fuck? Don't I have to do six days of an hour plus four runs and two hit classes to get anywhere? The answer is no. And a lot of the time when we think we need to do those things for results is because we've engaged in some kind of aggressive training and nutrition fad. We've seen a very drastic result in a very short amount of time, but we're in exactly the same place we were before we started that challenge because we're unable to maintain it, right? And when you think about it, just say you trained three days a week for 45 minutes every single week for five years versus doing something fucking insane for two months and then having six months break because you burnt yourself out and then doing that again, having another six months because you burnt yourself out. You can see how the person doing three days a week or 45 minutes consistently over five years is going to be well ahead and in a much better mental mind frame too than the person who has burnt themselves out trying to get their results tomorrow because potentially, you know, impatience or at extreme frustration. Again, this is just an example of why it's really important that we, if we do, you know, um, get a lot out of physique results, just go, you know what, there is a little bit of responsibility on me to do some education. And like I said, I've got courses, heaps of other coaches have courses, there are resources available there for us to use. And can I just say like this podcast is free. I do all the lives in my Facebook for free and I provide a whole lot of free content on Instagram. And again, so do hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of other coaches. So there definitely is free content available as well. Um, if you're kind of like, yeah, but I don't have the money. That's fine. There's heaps of free information available as well. So education, okay, is number one. With with nutrition as well, absolutely we don't have track macros to get great results. To be really frank with you, I can count the number of days that I've tracked. You know, the number of days that I would have tracked my macros in the last two years might have been maybe 50, <laughs> okay? And so much of that is because, yes, I did spend a lot of time learning. I did spend quite a lot of time tracking. There's the education component. However, we don't need to do that. We do need to have some level of basic food education. So we need to understand that if we're consuming more food than we're burning, we're going to be at a surplus and gain weight. If we're consuming a little bit, a little bit less than we're consuming, we are going to be in a deficit. We're going to lose weight. If we're consuming about the same that we are cons- uh, burning, we're going to be at roughly a maintenance. So we understand that. We have a little bit of an understanding over like what protein sources are, things like um, 
you know, animal products. So, you know, uh, beef, chicken, lamb, whatever. We have things like, you know, tofu and soy. We have things like eggs and, you know, dairy products. So milk and cheese, we're going to have some protein in there, you know, typically reduced fat dairy. Uh, we have protein shakes and all those things. So understanding what proteins are, carbohydrates, typically fruit, veggies, grains, cereals, breads, pasta, rice, that sort of stuff. And then we have fats. So we're looking at things like avocado, nuts, um, coconuts, high in fat, oils, butters, um, egg yolks, dark chocolate, that kind of jazz, right? So pretty basic understanding about food. And then we say to ourselves, okay, so we're going to need to have about four servings or so of protein a day. So, you know, maybe it's a protein shake, maybe it's chicken for dinner, maybe it's beef for lunch, and maybe, um, you know, some yogurt or something like that for breakfast. Okay, tick. We're going to want to have at least like 350 grams of veggies a day to hit our fiber um, and start attacking our micronutrients, some fruits as well. So I'm going to have, you know, uh, 350 grams or around about that like maybe a cup or two of veggies for lunch and the same thing for dinner. So plenty of veg for dinner, a couple of fruits a day. Like you're in a fucking good place. I've literally just listed off something really basic. So, you know, maybe some like yogurt and nuts or a smoothie for breakfast, some kind of lean meat and veggies, maybe a bit of rice for lunch, a couple of pieces of fruit as a snack. And then again, we go couple pieces of meat or maybe some tofu or something, some fish and vegetables. Again, maybe some rice or a little bit of pasta for dinner. <laughs> You're going to be doing really, really well. Okay. So that is a really basic outline for training and nutrition. If we're wanting to see decent results without having to put in hours and hours and hours. So I've just gone with, you know, three days, 45 minutes of weight training, plus that kind of basic structure for meals. Of course, this is not giving anyone specific advice. Like if you've got um, issues with your food or with um, nutrient deficiencies or any medical conditions, like this is absolutely not personal advice. I don't have anyone in front of me, of course. So please don't take this as like, this is what I must do. I'm just giving you like a guideline. You can see that like it doesn't have to be that hard. It might just mean you you are going to have to sit down and plan your meals out every Sunday, you know, those kinds of things. Now, I'm going to dive into a, a subject that might be a little bit touchy, which is things like alcohol, things like, I'm going to just say it, potentially drugs. And I'm also going to talk about like, you know, big like cheese platter, whatever, and <laughs> like heavy calorie consumption social occasions, right? Because I know this is, uh, I have some clients who, are, who I'm working with who do engage in these things and we're looking at how we can refrain them. But just say if this is you and maybe it's not so much the kids thing, but for you, you're caught up in a little bit of a party scene. There's a significant pressure in terms of social um, engagements and a lot of them relate around heavy drinking, maybe even drugs. And again, like I, I need to just say with the drugs thing, I haven't taken anything, so I actually don't know what the impacts are in terms of like um, whether you're way more hungry or whether it like absolutely knocks you out the next day and those sorts of things. So very naive of me. I've just mentioned this thing and I'm not really sure how to speak on it, but I'm sure it will probably throw you for a six. Um, and then in terms of health and stuff, you know, there'd be those impacts there. But also eating out multiple times and engaging and uh, consuming like highly palatable calorie dense foods. 
So all of those things that I just listed, they are absolutely going to be working against you. And those are things in my belief aren't critical to you living your life. They're a thousand percent a recreational choice. And again, I get this might be hard to hear because depending how entwined you are with your social circle, this might be what you guys do. But this is where I have to be super, super real. If that is something that you do want to engage in weekly, then your chances of, you know, being fit, healthy and having pretty great physique results doing what I just said before, you know, say like three 45 minute training sessions a week and having some kind of meal structure for your food, it's probably going to be blown to bits if you're going to be engaging those things. And that's a choice. If we're going to be eating out maybe six meals, you know, between Friday and Sunday, we're going to be, you know, a bottle of wine, maybe two bottles of wine or something like that across the course of the weekend. You, I, there's nothing I can say that's going to help. <laughs> there's nothing I can say that is going to be like, you can do that and achieve amazing physique results. There is just not. I think with the whole, if it fits your macros craze, um, I have seen a whole lot of coaches like, you know, they're, they're showing pictures of themselves getting fucked up on the weekend. And then they're also showing that they're, you know, lifting in the gym and it's like, you can have both. Those things are kind of a bit cringy to me because number one, of course, the, the, the person putting those out there, the coaches putting it out there have a high degree of knowledge in terms of education. Number two, what they're probably showing, I don't think they do every single weekend. And the third one is, like I said, they know the parameters that they can work within. So you're not seeing that they might have actually tracked their alcohol. They've probably consumed a whole bunch of protein earlier in the morning, right? We're not seeing what these people are actually doing behind the scenes. We just see this quick three second video of them, you know, looking like they're partying and saying, look, I can party and go to the gym. You can do it too. They're, they're prioritizing their physique results. Trust me, just not showing it. So I just want to be honest with you. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, yes, but it is very important that I have 16 drinks every single weekend. And it is very important that I eat six out six times, you know, between Friday and Sunday. We've just got to be real with ourselves and accept that, okay, at this point in my life, those things are more important than, you know, getting a physique result. And again, I'm not making any judgments about this. I just, I just need to be very, very real. There is a fucking line (laughs) and there's, there's some things that are just pushing too far, right? And it's like the women I typically work with, although I do work with, like I said, I do work with some women who fall into this category. Typically, the woman that I work with is scared to have a glass of wine thinking she's going to ruin her progress. Is really terrified to have two, like two squares of chocolate thinking she's going to ruin her progress, right? Um, terrified that if she misses a day in the gym, she's not going to make progress. So, I am dealing with, oh, not dealing, I am in this podcast, I am discussing potentially a little bit of a different woman because the um, the client that I typically coached, I typically coach has her physique results way at the top of her priority list and is probably at the other end of the spectrum, really. She's quite panicked about absolutely any deviation from the strategy having a very catastrophic effect. Whereas I think this question is kind of the other end of the spectrum that we're coming at. So then I just wanted to dive into myths, right? And one that I think I might be getting from this is that carbs make you fat because why would we choose to cut out carbs um, if we didn't think that they were the reason we didn't like our physique, right? I mean, 
you might just say, well, let's reduce our calorie intake or something like that. So carbs, you know, carbs don't make us fat. They're our body's preferred fuel source. Um, significantly important as well for female hormonal health, just like dietary fat is. Both of these things are very, very important. And we know if we eat in an energy deficit, we can lose fat. That can look however you would like to look and it can be conservative as well. We don't need to do these drastic things to create change, okay? Cutting out carbs, you cut out calories, right? Again, cutting out calories, we've been in an energy deficit. It's not the carbs themselves. It's the fact that we've cut out some calories, which is producing a result. If people have done this before, engaging in these quick fixes, they might be led to believe, oh, it's the carbs without realizing, no, you just cut out 600 calories from your meals every day because you cut out carbs, right? So just, just understanding there's a difference there. And again, there's heaps of free resources where you can figure this stuff out yourself. But basically, if what you're consuming at the moment, if you're you know staying roughly the same size year round, a really, really easy way to do this without having to track macros or intervene is just uh, reduce portion sizes of say one or two meals. Yes, it's going to produce fairly slow-ish results compared to doing something drastic, but you're going to be a greater, um, have greater chance of maintaining any lean muscle mass that you've built or any lean body mass that you've built, so muscle mass. And you're not going to tank your metabolism and yo-yo diet, which can be really, really horrific, okay? This is kind of a good segue for the next one, which is like a little bit of an assumption that as I get older, it's harder to lose fat. Um, you know, I'm 34. This is really not true. And I, I know, again, that this might be hard to hear and it can be something that we want to hold on to as a reason why we can't get results. But we have to be very, very real. If you have been yo-yo dieting your whole life and you're in your 30s, you may have look and again i knew i know when people do this they haven't intended to do this it's not coming with any moral judgment but we've got to be real you may have totally fucked your metabolism and it can be it can be recovered absolutely but your metabolism might have taken a really big hit if you've been dieting this whole time okay we need to just accept that we can want to fight it as much as we can as much as we want we can want to engage in these aggressive diets to try and get a result. But if you have been dieting, you know, since you've been 20 and you're in your mid thirties, we have to, you have to accept that we have to stop dieting because you're just perpetuating this uh, yo-yo dieting scenario, which only makes every single time you go to do this harder and harder and harder. I get it hard to hear that you <laughs> need to stop dieting for, you know, I would say at least like a minimum six months, hopefully 12 months. And you've just got to accept that, okay, whatever reason, you know, maybe you were misled, diet culture, whatever. Let's just, rather than pointing the blame at everything, let's just go, okay, let's just accept this. Yes, I engage in some pretty unhealthy eating behaviors. Yes, your fault or not, whatever, it doesn't matter. We need to accept this and move on. And how do we move on? Start today. If you're listening to this and this is you, start today. Maintenance calories eat plenty, do not diet, promise yourself you will not attempt to diet or restrict your food intake for the next at least six to 12 months. It'll give you a chance for your metabolism to adapt back up, increase, and then it will be easier for you to lose fat in the long run. I would probably say if this has been you like significantly or you're dieting like 12 months, don't even try and diet, right? Like I said before, try and eat plenty of veggies, plenty of fruit, plenty of lean proteins. Do try and minimize big nights out and all of those sorts of things because it's just going to be working against you. All right. So 
from there, it could also be you're more sedentary than you were when you were younger without realizing that this can creep up on people. Maybe you're sitting at a desk for eight to 10 hours a day and you didn't realize that, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you're mucking around a lot and going out for the weekends. It's real. Stress and lack of sleep are huge components of this that can make it seem like fat loss is harder. Um, and it will. So I say seem, it can actually make stress, uh, fat loss a lot harder if we're significantly stressed, chronically stressed, and we're getting less sleep. We're also at risk of losing muscle mass when we're um, not having quality sleep and, you know, like seven and a half, eight hours of quality sleep a night. So again, just ask yourselves, like, if you were like, oh, it was so much easier to, you know, get a physique result in my 20s, ask yourself, have you been yo-yo dieting? Have you been engaging in aggressive dieting? Are you more sedentary? Are you significantly chronically stressed? And are you lacking in sleep? Because all of those things will be adding up. And it's not the fact that you're 34, 35, 36. It's the fact that we've just ticked off every single one of those boxes. Okay. So let me sum up. And I know this might've been a really challenging podcast. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate if you've got this far, if you have listened and if you've got anything, uh, taken anything from, away from this, please DM me. Cause I would love to chat about this a little bit more. Hey, even if you like, she's fucking wrong about X, Y, Z, or maybe you have um, some other things that I haven't considered in this, definitely shoot me through a message. But what I wanted to do, like I said at the start, is I wanted to come at this from a place of empowerment, not from a victim mindset. And if we're coming from a victim mindset, it's really easy to point to all of the external reasons why we can't get something done. It doesn't change the fact that we're not getting the result that we're frustrated about not having. If we want to actually take steps to move forward, we have to start with acceptance. Once we accept the situation, it's when we have the space to logically think about what are the ways that I can move forward? What are the ways that I can actually get results? So yes, we have to work within the parameters and the principles of training and nutrition. From there, we can actually start to draw a plan up for moving forward. And this can look very, very different for a lot of people. For some people, it's going to take longer. For some people, it's going to take shorter, whatever. Again, let's not worry about what everyone else is doing. Let's get really honest with ourselves. accept where we are, accept where our weaknesses are and what we might need to do to move forward, draw that plan up. Like what are we actually realistically capable of achieving? And then one foot in front of the other towards that end result. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. If it was, again, like I said, please screenshot and share. I super, super appreciate all of the support on this podcast. It means the most to me. If you had any other topics like this that you wanted me to discuss, then definitely chuck them through. I may continue on this topic. I might listen to this back and, and want to add some things to it. So if I do, I will let you know. Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in and I will chat to you guys next week.